Just before we start the podcast, we would like to invite you to get a copy of our new book called Living From Your Art. You can find it on any Amazon platform. You will see it's a very bright colored orange and yellow uh, book cover and it was made for you artists because you help us live in a better world. We want to help you get more work. So thank you so much and let's start this podcast. Good evening, everyone. Hey, welcome for another episode of the Puppet Podcast. I'm so happy to see you again for another week. And tonight, I'm so glad that we connect Canadian all together. I receive Terra Manuel. Yes, so cool. So, yeah, everyone, gather. Come on, come on in. It's like a, a show, but we are all connected online towards social media. And that's so cool. So, yeah, I just want to, to say something before the interview. I just want to let you know that the purpose of this podcast is to connect puppeteer, put the follow spot on, on them and just make this passion towards puppetry shine. And this is such a lovely work and I, I practice it myself. So I want to bring attention towards my fellow colleague. So yeah. And uh, if you don't know, we have our Patreon it's, uh, if you don't know Patreon, I invite you to discover what it is. But it's a way, a platform to build a community and give them some special content, some stuff. So we build that so you can encourage us with this podcast, but also with our tips and tricks towards promotion with social media, but also workshop. We do workshop of building, like building puppet, how to write show for puppetry, how to market your business in puppetry. All of those kind of stuff are right there on the platform. So have a look on that. And yes, you can also look at our website. So this was the little commercial, but now are you ready people to go into this wonderful interview? So it's interactive, okay? So you can just write comment, write question, say from where you are watching because we love to just see if we have people around so everyone give a big round of applause for the wonderful tara hi <laughs> yeah. I, I make it really loud yay <laughs> you're like a circus barker <laughs> yes so happy to connect with you tara so yeah, I always say to like to the puppeteers to introduce themselves to the community who are watching right now. Okay, hello. Hi, community. So nice to be here tonight. Thank you so much. And it's lovely to feel connected to that puppetry community. Yeah, from yeah. where I am on the west coast of Newfoundland, right? Yeah. Yeah, so cool. And, and Tara, I want to, to know how you fall into puppetry world like what was your path who bring you to this art form i'm i may have come to it a little bit later in my life i think i mean i loved uh the Muppet Show. I was raised on The Muppet Show every Sunday night. That was our television. We had only CBC and it aired on Sunday night. So I absolutely loved it. I loved Miss Piggy. Um, and, and as far as I was aware, that's what puppetry was. Although uh, Mermaid Theatre traveled to Cornerbrook on tours uh, a couple of times when I was young. So I got to see a different kind of puppetry and I was curious about it, but not so much. You know, I, I, I never thought of it as something that I would fall into. And uh, 
when I was a student at National Theatre School, uh, I did a two or three week um, class with Jim Morrow, who came when I was in second year, uh, with his uh, own kinds of teaching puppets that he created that I suppose you could call Bunraku puppets. And mm -hmm. I really, really enjoyed that session. Um, but yet again, I never imagined I had a place in it until much later in my life when I uh, came home to Newfoundland. And um, I had two young boys and I was working in uh, schools, mainly rural schools, teaching creative drama. And uh, I realized that so many children in all these communities never even get to see theater. And I started thinking about a way that I might come back to performing by creating a shadow puppet show that uh, I could take in schools. So that's that's where it began 12 years ago, my re-entry into theater and and my emerging into the puppet world. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. I, I love that. It's so cool that you also, you were studying like theater, proper theater, and after you, you add on your career, the puppetry side. This is yes. really interesting. Um, well, the thing about the puppetry, it involves so many uh, art forms, right? So when you yeah. create a puppet show, you're writing, you're performing, you're set designing, you're producing, you're uh, building, and and then trying to bring it all together. So it involves um, a multidisciplinary skills, really, and and that seems to fit me very well because I like to have my hand in many aspects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And are you ready, Tara, for the big deep question of the Puppet Podcast? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a little nervous though. What is it? <laughs> but thank you just to accept the challenge to answer it because those questions are really deep. And uh, I, I know, it, yeah, it's, it's, but it's always interesting to hear the passion. So the first is the why, like the why, like what makes the art of puppetry an art that you cherish? It's a difficult question to answer. <laughs> I, I think I think one can say things with puppetry and through puppetry and express things that are very difficult to put into words and very difficult to express otherwise. And there's something about the inanimate object that we can project so much into it yeah. and that everybody can have a different experience of that from one object. Uh, yeah. So that's approaching your answer. I don't know, but I'll probably Yeah, but let's let's put a little more through our conversation. Yeah, yeah that's true. And I want also to to name that you do like political stuff also. You you were saying that you you bring a message and everyone have another uh, like could interpret like what's going on from their perspective but maybe you 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 see that we can express more with puppet if you you want to talk about deep subject or or like engage uh art subject also yeah so i think you're referring to my my recent show um is a political piece for adults um Actually, it's I, I've I've released a lot of shows this winter. It's been an incredibly productive and busy time. I we recently re released a young adult show. Uh, I mean, a young audiences show, Lady of the Falls. But prior to that, this winter I released um, a show, a political show called Muskrat Dreams: A Love Story, 
and um, that show is is about the mega hydro project in Newfoundland and Labrador that's pretty much bankrupting the province and and left us in this perilous place. And I use puppetry a lot in that show mm -hmm. uh, because I think it's uh, well a way of keeping a very dry story interesting. <laughs> uh, and and it also brings uh, another element of humor. Um, and it can express the anger, the sadness of, 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 of that story quite well. Yeah, that's so true. I, and I agree so much that this puppetry, uh, this art form could really serve a kind of a deep subject like that. Yeah. I want to, are you ready for the next one? The next one okay. is your crush. I want to know, like, if you have an anecdote, like a moment where you 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 get this crush. You say, "I want to do that for a living." Oh, I suppose it was uh, in the creation of Saint George. So that was our first puppetry show, and I mentioned that I um, came to puppetry again as a young mother, and I was living in a very rural town in Western Newfoundland, and uh, our two little boys got sick one winter. And we were stuck in the house for two weeks and I was looking for ways of, of keeping them active and creative and not putting them in front of the television. So mm. I started experimenting with shadow puppetry with them. And we had this beautiful English version of St. George and the Dragon. So we, I would read the story to them a lot at bedtime and we thought, oh, that might make an interesting shadow play. So. We turned our music room into a shadow studio. We, we put a big vinyl curtain on the door and um, built some used cardboard cutouts and built some swords and, and some dragon pieces and, and had a light. And then we would take turns playing the different parts and uh, reading the story. And I thought, wow, this could really be something I could take into schools to service all those rural communities and children who never get to see this and my husband really designed a show for me to to collapse down to build in a school to travel and I, and I traveled extensively throughout the province uh, Newfoundland and Labrador with that show so I think that that was a really special time those two weeks where everybody was sick and we ended up inventing something that became a, a real artistic focus in our in our lives Wow, this is so interesting. And I love that you, you named your music room, like you have like a, a, an area in the house dedicated to art. And it's really interesting. When they were little, we did, yeah. And oh, then yeah. They, they grew and we moved down to Cornerbrook and our house is a little smaller so that the whole living room became the studio. <laughs> it was all mixed up together. <laughs> That's so perfect. And I want to ask you, like, because everyone have a different path also, yeah. but the the training and, and just before we go into that, I just want to let you, you know that we have people watching Viviana say hi and Jose. Yeah. And we have Juliano who say, this is really interesting. I imagine that the theatrical potential of the puppet is intensified in a powerful manner in the performance given their professional training. Yeah, so interesting. So talking about professional training, I want to hear you about the best way to like to train. What's the best feel of study to become a puppeteer? 
uh, I think any theater training um, is certainly a great a path forward. Also dance, physical training is so important, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you're really focusing energy through your body into an object. Uh, in some ways, I feel like I'm at the beginning of my journey in puppetry. And I, I have uh, had some interesting opportunities over the last handful of years to go abroad. So I, I worked with Natasha Belova in Brussels um, mm. on this lady puppet. Yeah. And I worked uh, with um, Dave Lane and uh, Peter Balkwill down in uh, New England at the New England Puppetry Intensive. And that was wonderful to go and to be a, a student, a, a theater student, and to 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 train in puppetry. Uh, I've spent some time at Mermaid Theater, Nova Scotia, with Jim Morrow, and Jim came to Cornerbrook as well and did some workshops with us. So uh, I feel well that that's given me a lot. I've taken a lot of of knowledge from different people that I've worked with, uh, different artists, and I've and I've kind of really making it my own and, and moving forward in my own way. And uh, I still feel like I've got tons to learn, <laughs> right? <laughs> there are so many stories I want to tell. There's uh, so many, um, there's so much space for me to grow as an artist in puppetry. Yes, and that's true that we, we learn all the way, like all the time from others and, and to have like a, a master to learn from is really interesting but let me ask you about uh, that like you said you have a lot you want to share to the world uh, a lot of story you want to tell i want to hear you on your goals what is like the the thing you envision for the future as a professional artist in puppetry well i i want to keep doing more of what i've been doing um so this year um i've got my adult political puppetry uh, beginning. I really enjoyed that process and I, I would really like to continue speaking about uh, politics, particularly Newfoundland and Labrador politics and, and political history yeah. to the adult community um, through puppetry. And I want to continue to develop our, our young theater for young audiences. I've loved working in the schools and I've got a long history of doing that uh, in the province and engaging with youth audiences and with children. And it was really uh, heartening to, um, after to our tour being canceled through the pandemic, to be able to bring it online this year and to connect with students in our Western region of Newfoundland online in their classrooms from our house. Uh, and my husband, uh, Michael Riegler did a lot of a um, lot of the tech and and a, a, a lot of the uh, the work in those workshops as well. So I I see that there's a lot of potential uh, there for us in terms of uh, connecting through um, online work in the community. So uh, I'd like to grow my grow my performance, you know, uh, yeah. my adult performance, and then and continue. Um, our boys are. Our youngest son is going away to university uh, in two months. Wow. <laughs> wow. We'll miss him, but it'll be pretty exciting to uh, to be at a, in, a, at a, in a period of our lives where, you know, we're not focused on the day-to-day -day raising of children. Uh, yeah. So I intend to 
certainly focus more on on my work as an artist yeah that's so lovely to hear and and yeah congrats on on those boys who are like really mature and i i believe like really aware citizen if they have artists parent artists i hope so we love them uh you know they think we're they've, they've gone through phases maybe of thinking we're, our parents are a little strange but <laughs> that's that's perfect i think <laughs> i want also to hear you on your own definition because every puppeteers have a different way to name what they do so do, do you have a definition of a puppet in your own words of a puppet yeah i think a puppet is is any in any inanimate object that is brought to life yeah really <laughs> It yeah, could be anything. <laughs> that's so true. That's so true, and and that's the magic of it. It's it could be anything. It's such a lot of freedom. I think so too. I think it's so much more fascinating and interesting than plain old theater with human actors, don't you? <laughs> I mean, that's so predictable. They can they can only do so much. You you know kind of what you're going to see in the evening. You know, but with puppetry, you never know. Yeah, you can oh, be surprised. So so broad. I feel like there's just so much to learn. Yeah. yeah. One thing I'm really um, hoping to do and looking forward to as we move out of a pandemic world is to yeah. travel again, you know, and to leave the island maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I've never taken in the International Puppetry Festival, uh, Charleville Mézayer. I'd love to go to the Saguenay, the Fianz is on, um, yeah. right? Coming up soon. Yeah. So, yeah. And to really uh, uh, Castellier Festival, I've never been there, so I, I, I really want to, to to go and see things and to connect in person more with puppetry. But you know, thank God we've got the internet because uh, we live on an island in the middle of the Atlantic, and yet we've been able to see so much puppetry because so much is available online. And then now, now through digital festivals, be able to attend things more and uh, connect more. So that's. You know that's that's really a, a hopeful uh, turn of events that feels like the world is opening up in that way. Yes, totally. Montreal is orange tonight. Like uh, we we change zone and yeah, we we had the red zone. Now we are in. Mm. So it's, yeah. it's kind of good. So maybe next year we could like have the Castellier and all of that in person. So let's push that. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want to ask you also, in your perspective, do you feel puppetry is in an ascension, is getting more popular? Uh, I do, yes. Yeah, I think that a lot of artists are really uh, curious about the art form and that and directors are as well. So I see it coming up more in, in sort of straight theater companies and productions. They're trying to integrate puppetry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we see more practitioner also. More. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, well, the way the, the feedback we get from schools, uh, mm -hmm. the interest in the children and teachers who've written to us the last couple of weeks since we you know, finished our tour and um, has been really positive. Uh, and some of the classes were inspired to make their own puppets, to use the kit that Michael had made to create video scenes and little uh, shadow puppetry shows. And 
uh, that feels really good to receive that back. And so you you feel as an artist, well, you're you're casting uh, pebbles out, and they make ripples, and you you know where uh, you can't tell how they'll land, right? But yeah, they go out into the world, and at least they're aware of it now. Some of them are interested in playing in that world, and. Yeah, they know you can make money at it now because they often they often ask us at the end of a workshop. <laughs> you live from there. This art did a real job. <laughs> yeah, and I want to ask you. This is out of the script, but to to do shadow puppet with like the computer video stuff and all of that. Do you feel it's like it's kind of this art form really like glued to 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 the numerical aspect of of online? Stuff. It, it, it is. I think that, uh, well, my, my husband, Michael's been a bit of a pioneer in that realm, I think. When we started with St. George, uh, he digitized his paintings, um, created all the hand puppets, shadow puppets that I ended up uh, performing together, but created some animations with them. So I had a digital show. It was essentially a digital puppetry show so that I could tour it solo, right? Uh, yeah. Using a projector and um, that was 12 years ago and at that time we didn't know anyone else who was working in that way at all and now it's everybody's using digital projectors the the world is just opening up so much more I'd love to see some of these big shows you know the, the big shadow puppetry companies I'd love to see those live yeah so much yeah my husband uh, Michael is really fascinated with shadow puppetry and that whole world, and uh, I love it too. One of my favorite places uh, as a performer is behind the screen. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's naming like to play with light. It's like close of photography. It's and and film, and it's it's a lot of layer again in in this art. Yeah. There are some amazing companies right now, aren't there? Manual Cinema. And yeah so cool yeah and i want to uh, also know where do you see puppetry in 10 years <laughs> well i see it continuing and growing it's yeah. all over the world um and i i see the same for uh for myself as a puppet theater artist yeah. i think it'll only grow and we have new as long as we have new artists coming to it and innovating and and integrating the technology mm. right i think that uh yeah that, i love that you use puppet theater artists instead of puppeteers i i saw that in your bio also and i find it really interesting how you arrive to this like naming voice well, because it's multidisciplinary really right so yeah. I, I mean I live out here on the west coast of Newfoundland, so I'm an eight-hour drive from St. John's, from mm -hmm. the, the theater community, essentially. So yeah. uh, Michael and I, my husband, started creating uh, puppet shows with, it was just the two of us. Um, there is an arts college, Memorial University in, in Cornerbrook. They have a theater program, so one of the, um, uh, the theater directors there, one of the professors is a uh, director who had worked in Toronto. He's directed a couple of puppetry shows. So we connected, we started working together. I brought in, uh, his wife is, uh, Louise Gauthier is a clown. So she, 
we started working with puppets with Louise and she's my right hand of the lady in the Lady of the Falls. And then we brought in a couple of other artists. So I kind of have created my own little puppetry community right here in Cornerbrook. Uh, and so we've now, uh, you know, we've worked on, Michael Waller and I worked on numerous shows together. Uh, he also directed Muskrat Dreams, a love story. Um, so I've got this lovely little community here now um, and uh, a place to work in, uh, the Arts and Culture Centre in Cornerbrook. I've been artist in residence out of that facility over many, many projects over the last uh, decade, you know. So I've done, uh, put together a lot of puppetry projects through that, that uh, uh, at the Arts and Culture Centre through that. Yeah, that's so cool that you you say that you build your network, and that's true. That's really part of of the the duty of the puppeteers, the artists, to to build and connect with the community and and build around. This is so powerful. I didn't answer your question, though. I mean, puppet theater artist because it's multidisciplinary. So yeah. I started saying that. Well, I had to create this community. So you live on an island away from the city, and you've got to do everything yourself. So, you know, I'm a writer. I, I'm a producer, I build the sets, even though I'm, I'm working constantly in the unknown, out of my realm of expertise. So I'm always feeling like underskilled and like I have to learn. And uh, so, you know, but it's true to the Newfoundland character. We have to be hearty and resilient and we have to make the best of what we have. So that's why I'm a puppet theater artist, because I have to do all these different jobs in order to create a show to finally get on there with a puppet, get on stage with a puppet. There's so much other work that has to happen. Just that little bit. <laughs> yeah, and it's so worth it to name it like that, because it's it's not just manipulating the puppet or building it. It's, no, it's all creating the stuff. whole world. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the team and what? I've loved it. I've loved that work, I must say. So it's nice yeah. to be able to share it online now, you know? Yeah, to make the world know. And if people who watch, who you have a question for Tara, just feel free to put it just below the interview because we are almost at the end. I want, Tara, I always ask if you want to bring a puppet to the screen for our audience. And it's funny how it's attracting a lot of attention when a puppet appear. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I saw the, the view growing up. <laughs> like people st stick when the puppet is there. It's so funny. Oh yeah, I can go bigger if you want more, uh, more room. <laughs> I love the hair. <laughs> This? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's rotten hair. All right. You made that puppet? Yeah, I made him for um, for Muskrat Dreams, a love story. And this is uh, young Nelcor. And Nelcor is the, <laughs> represents the, um, that's the Crown uh, Agency that the government created to build the, the uh, hydroelectric project at uh, Muskrat Falls. And uh, Nalcor knowingly withheld information from the government uh, and hence the people of Newfoundland and Labrador that caused that project to go ahead <laughs> way over budget. 
and uh, and virtually cause the bankruptcy of the province and will also cause our electricity rates to double. <laughs> so and and Nelcor is still um, in full operation with everyone working there, although a recent report suggested that the government ought to di divest of Nelcor and uh, and take control of it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Okay. <laughs> it's such a, an investigator. He was looking at us <laughs> on the computer. He's got that great Newfoundland receding chin. <laughs> I love it. It's so cool. And what it's funny. Voice. Yeah, you can just talk and, and this puppet is alive and, and you can like discuss about him and he just have his own life going on. We're just like, we, we start having image and this is, this is powerful. That's good. I love his ostrich feather hair. I mean, Henson did that with, with feathers, right? They, they look so great on camera too. So I'm about to start making another puppet. Oh yeah. Inspired by uh, one of our former premiers, uh, of Newfoundland and Labrador, who was well known as a, a very serious charmer, and he broke the the great long reign of Joey Smallwoods. That's for Premier Frank Moore's. <laughs> <laughs> That's our, he's going to be so handsome. I, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> it's because this is so powerful to because the politics. It's such a, a like a. It could be really boring and like this subject, but with the puppet, you, you have like a free voice. You can just talk about, and we just like, whoa, okay, yeah, something's happening. I think it's, it's make me realize more thing than just if it will be an actor, like with a, a mask or whatever, represent the premiere or something. I, I think so. I hope so. I mean, in that piece that I put online, um, I, I gave a lot of like lecture of this very complicated history of this project because I felt enraged by what had happened and very, very concerned that people in my community are not paying attention because they're so busy. It's really hard to know what is actually going on. And if you're not paying attention, all kinds of terrible things can happen in your community. All kinds of bad policies get enacted. So I wanted to, I, I was concerned, and my director was concerned as well, that this was just too uh, too serious, right? Uh, yeah. So I, I hope that I, I've, I integrated puppetry in there. It made it really, really fun at times. Uh, and, and also then allowed me to relate to them as if I was speaking to the that historical leader, that person, uh, in, in a way that was really fun. Uh, going forward, I'm going to be performing that piece uh, next winter at the LSP Hall in St. John's. It'll be presented by RCA Theatre Company. So I'm going to rethink it a little bit and update some of the material um, and maybe integrate even a little back and forth, a little bit more puppetry to, to break up those serious lectures. And, uh, and going forward, I'm in the early stages of working on another piece, uh, political piece as well. Uh, because it's so fun, and I think it's it's an interesting way to bring people in, and also to teach them a little bit about our history. Yeah, about the the the, the things that have happened, the pathological uh, patterns that we've repeated, uh, the bad projects, the things that have happened that have brought us to where we are, and then how do we recognize that and go forward in a different way? So uh, 
I think puppetry will be a great way into that. Yeah. Totally. I'm totally with you on that. I totally agree that we can talk about deep politics, historical stuff with puppet and, and have fun and just like think over it and, and yeah, just think the future brightly and, and more aware, more with more awareness. It can also be cathartic too, because yeah. puppet can express such deep uh, emotion, sadness, for example, like that piece by Philippe Gentil, the marionette piece that kills me, where the marionette, he brings it to life and then he discovers his freedom. He begins to walk. It's like he believes he's alive and then he notices the strings, that he's on the strings and he is so devastated by that. Like that piece just kills me. That, and, uh, you know, everyone can project whatever pain they want, uh, their personal pain onto that. It tells a beautiful story and it allows us to experience a maybe a, a traditionally negative emotion, right? But in a, in a beautiful yeah. way, yeah. So true. And Tara, if people want to see more of you, want to connect with you, want to reach your social media, where they should go? So I'm Shadowy Souls on Facebook. That's my Facebook page. Um, and I'm also Tara Manuel on YouTube. So I've got... Um, I've got a YouTube channel and um, uh, two of my recent shows are up there. And then there's some other performances. Uh, yeah, my husband and I have been going through our catalog of, of work and uh, it's quite a large body of puppetry work I've uh, managed to amass over the last 12 years. <laughs> so some of that is on, uh, is on YouTube, especially recent stuff, yeah. Yeah, so cool. So yeah, we will have a look on, on that for sure. Everyone, yeah, just have a, a look to, to the wonderful work of Tara. Thank you so much oh, to, to be part of the show. That was a lovely moment. Thank you so much, Caroline. And thank you, everyone. Yeah, so now it's, it's the time that I push you out of the screen, but you can stay in the virtual studio. We, we can chat after that. So thank you so much, Tara, for all your word, your good awareness. I think I'm, I'm bigger now since I, we talk. <laughs> Yay, so I push you by, by this way, okay? Bye-bye, woo! <laughs> Hello everyone again. Hello and and yes, feel free to to thumbs up to share this interview because it was so lovely to to think in politics. Also, I'm I'm so uh, yeah happy about this deep discussion that we get into. So I want to again let you know that we have this Patreon community that we put together. If you want tips tricks about promotion, about like building puppet, about uh, writing whatever just have a look on this and yes we we offer coaching to help puppeteers towards their their challenge that they want to switch online they want to maybe uh, have more gigs uh, like have some some advice about promotion marketing but also how to to sell show or yeah whatever so it's with eli my my boyfriend we do that together and we want to help the community so much so that's it and yay gabriella yay hi <laughs> so cool to have everyone joining so uh yeah stay tuned we have other episode coming next week with the puppet podcast and yeah we figure to maybe do another big online event so uh yeah stay tuned
for for all of this story so have a nice evening bye everyone <laughs> <laughs>